Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Welcome to the program. This is the Bible Talk program. This is Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. Any questions you have about the Word of God are welcome here. No, this is not a pre-recording. I am working like a dog. Hear me, Bob. Ready to be with you guys. Any question you have about the Word of God, Paul. Uh, and remember, I always have challenges, all right? I have challenges. Today we will be talking about the doctrine of hell. That's right, the doctrine of hell. Uh, and it's going to uh, uh, talk about Satan, and then uh, it will morph into a discussion of what some people are saying about hell that are, are not necessarily true things about it. But that will be your job to figure out what that is all about. And we call here, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423 to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Now, as we start out, I have some rather, uh, uh, well, uh, easy, hard, I don't know. That's up to you, the listening audience, all right? How much do you know about the doctrine of hell? How much do you know about Satan? Okay? These questions, basically, that I'm asking here, these first four are all true and false. Now, all you get is one caller, one question. If you get it right, hey, you are a scholar or a scholarist for today. If you get it wrong, thumbs up. All right? So let's begin. Remember that number, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Here is the first question. It is a true or false question. Do you know the answer to the question? Here it is. Number one, this is a statement. Is this statement right or wrong? Satan is the deceiver on the earth and the tormentor of souls in hell. Satan is the deceiver on the earth and the tormentor of souls in hell. Is that statement true or is that statement false? If you know the answer, then you need to start calling me right now at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. You can answer my question or you can ask me any question you have on your mind. 
as we discuss the doctrine of hell in some detail today. We're going to see what theology says about it, and we also will be looking at what uh, some groups say about the subject of hell. Okay, So it might uh, get um, very interesting as we continue here on the Bible Talk program. Give me a call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Emory Moss. How can you lose? You can either deal with my challenge or you can kick it to the curb as hard as you want and ask a question of your very own. As long as we're talking about the Bible, I'm happy, and hopefully you are happy as well. Give me a call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, here live on the program, waiting for your call. The question I've asked, okay, is this, is this a true or false question? Is this true or false? Here is the statement, all right? Satan is the deceiver on the earth and the tormentor of souls in hell. Is that true or is that false? Satan is the deceiver on the earth and the tormentor of souls in hell. Heard about that question. Is that true? Is that false? We're looking at a doctrine of systematic theology, which is called Satanology. Many people do not realize that biblical theology covers the subject of Satan, not in a uh, in an occultic sense, but uh, where best to go to find out about the truth about the devil than in the Bible. Okay? And so that's where we're going, looking at Satanology and possibly a little bit of demonology as well. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emily Ross, waiting for your call. Okay? You can call right now. You can deal with mine. Uh, challenge, or you can deal with any question you want about the Word of God. All you got to do is call that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. All right, we've got a caller. Caller, you are on the air. Hello? Hello, who am I talking to? He's talking to Skeeter Shelton. I miss oh, you. I miss, uh, I miss you. I miss you. I hope I get well, this I miss... one off. <laughs> well, I Hello? miss you too, uh, Shelton. Good to have you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah I miss you too. Good to have you on the show. All right. Well, tell me this, brother. Do you have an answer to my question? This true or false question? I believe that, that Satan, he is not tormenting no one in, in hell because of, uh, first off, Revelation uh, is, is, excuse me, um, it says 19 and 19, Revelation 19 and 19, it's talking about the, uh, well, I got to make sure I got it right. But it's in Revelation where it says the devil is uh, going to be thrown into the pit of hell. All right, so you're saying that since the devil is going to be thrown uh, into hell, uh, into hell, how could he be uh, tormenting people in hell? Is that your view? It says in 20, Revelation 20 and 19, 
I'm sorry, it's 20 and 10. I'm talking about what I'm The devil that deceived uh, them was cast into the lake of fire. And the So you're saying that Revelation chapter um, uh, 20, verse 19, I'm sorry, 20 and 20, uh, 20 and 10, Revelation 20 and 10 says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So basically you're saying that Satan will not be tormenting anybody in hell because he's going to be in there himself. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> and I want to tell you something, my friend, who I haven't heard from in a long time. You are absolutely 100% right, and you are a scholar for today. The answer to that question is false. Right. Satan is a deceiver on the earth. Now, that part of it is true. He does deceive people, but he is not the tormentor of souls in hell. He is not. Okay? That's not going to happen. It's not going to take place. Okay? So... You're a scholar for today, my friend. Do you have a question for me? Oh, no. I'm just I'm busy studying. I, I, I wanted to turn. Every every day I try to listen to you teaching as much as I can because uh, I'm one of those who don't have no computer. And I don't have – I have a flip phone. But I've been studying, and I really miss coming up. I really miss going to your church studies, you know, uh, I really do. I've just learned so much, and and now uh, I'm like a quarantine. You know, I don't want to give nobody nothing. I don't want them to give me nothing. So I really miss going to your church. And, well, uh, all of us are, you know, at home. In fact, uh, I'm at the same place. I'm at uh, at the house now doing this broadcast. But I thank God that through electronic means, we're still able to discuss the Bible and theology. And uh, we'll be back together again, brother. Just give it a little while, and uh, we'll be looking at each other face-to-face. But until then, let's just keep on doing like we're doing now and uh, teaching and discussing the Word of God. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, God bless you. God bless you and your family. Thank you. All right. You too. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Amy Moss, and we've got another eager caller on the line. Caller, you're on the air. Yes, good evening. Good evening. Good to have you on. What's Hi. your name? Hi, I'm Chris from Madison Heights. Um, oh, right. Yes, I wasn't sure on the second half, but the first part of your question, I believe that came from you at Satan, uh, as Satan as the deceiver of the world, and I had Revelations 12 and 9. Okay, Revelation 12 and 9, you must look at that, because that sounds like you're going to a very interesting passage of Scripture uh, to discuss okay. that. And what it says is, boy, we got so many biblical experts out here today. Revelation 12 and 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Wow. So definitely, one thing for sure about that, first, number one, 
you are a scholar for today, or since you are female, should I say scholaress, and <laughs> Satan is the deceiver of the earth. No doubt about it. Nobody can argue with you. Why? Because you booked it. It's in the Bible. It's in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. And the thing that's so interesting about this passage, the devil is deceiving us now. It's even going to be worse uh, when this happens in the book of Revelation during the tribulation period. Wow. Well, thank you, my darling. You're a scholar for the day. Don't get no better than that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. The number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And we've got another caller on the line. Uh, who am I talking with? Is uh, Ronnie? Oh, Ronnie, I'm crying. Tears are coming down my eyes. I can tell you some safety Well, I have to tell you, I'm sitting out in my garage. It, this is the first place I was when I put my radio on, and I heard a man, and he called himself Pastor Emery Moss, Jr., and that was the first time I ever heard your name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about something okay. that happened in the past, huh? Yeah. So anyway, I am in Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 10. Okay. And I need Zechariah help understanding 4. it. All right. Well, uh, read that verse to us. Uh, for who... Okay, wait a minute. I got pen and paper in my way here. For who yeah, has despised the day of... For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel, with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Well, it sent me to help me understand Second Chronicles 16:9 and Haggai 2:3, but I, I still, I'm not, still not sure if I'm understanding it. I, I need you kind of go in depth and stuff, and I, I just need more help. All right, so let's look at this over in Zechariah, and you say chapter four. And, uh, verse and, and now, which verse? Verse 10. Verse 10. It says, let's read into it. It says, the hands of Zerubbabel laid the foundations of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. Uh, for who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the, see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel. With those seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro, through the whole earth. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches which uh, through the two golden uh, pipes uh, empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered and said, Knowest thou not that these be? Okay. And I said, No, my Lord. Yeah. Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. So what happens if we just use the biblical depth, it gives us a historical background, but it gives us, Ronnie, a vision of what is taking place in heaven. Ultimately, verse 14 is key. Uh, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord uh, of the whole earth. And seemingly, uh, who they are exactly uh, the Bible doesn't tell us, but we see uh, uh, this same terminology, as you know, in operation again over in uh, Revelation chapter 11, where we see the two witnesses, don't we? Okay. So the, yeah. 
uh, with those seven. So we don't know who the seven are. Well, the, the seven there in the, the hands of the road bill with those seven. With those seven, yeah, that was talking about. Didn't it say something about uh, uh, the, the, the 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 eyes of God there? Oh, oh, they are the eyes of the Lord. Yeah, what that is talking about is the uh, seven is the number of perfection in the Bible. So when it talks about okay. that, it's just talking about the uh, the uh, attributes of God, His omnipresence, His perfection. The same thing that we discovered in Isaiah chapter eleven, verse one and two, when we looked at the seven spirits of God. Uh, and okay. then the two olive, uh, the two olive uh, uh, trees there correspond to the servants of God, who we see appearing uh, in uh, talked about again over in Revelation chapter uh, eleven with the two witnesses. Now, who exactly they are? You know, the speculation has been crazy. Enoch, Elijah, Moses. Uh, that we don't yeah. know, but we yeah. know that they are servants of God sent by God. And this is a prophetic scripture that you're looking at uh, in Zechariah. Just as in the book of Revelation. So, oh, yeah. okay. Well, thank you very much. Give to it, but knowing you, you're going to study five more books to get all you can on it, Ronnie. <laughs> and definitely that, that yeah. is appreciated. Yeah. So do you have any well, you sound do you have well any and uh, uh, praying for you and Sister Mary and your whole family, and uh, I hope to see you soon. All right. And then, uh, of course, uh, hopefully you'll be uh, uh, with me again on Tuesday. On the Tuesday yes, pastor class, yes, and yep, I'm letting everybody know. Now, what happens is I'm apologizing to everybody, Ronnie, including you, because last time I only went for an hour, and I've got to take you guys for an hour and a half. So you let all of them know that we're talking about me like a dog, the students. Let them know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, there ain't nobody pastor. talking to me about you like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just tell them that uh, this Tuesday coming, the class will be for an hour and a half for sure. And uh, so they don't okay. have to worry about it. They uh, appreciate it. And yeah. uh, all you got to do is just uh, like you do. It's all gone. It's strictlybiblical.org, yeah. and they find out about our prophecy class. Yeah. Well, we we appreciate all the trouble you've gone through so you can do the class. Well, I tell you, it's just wonderful, you know, but uh, it's strictly we're su- surrounded by so many talented people, you know. Brother Hankins, Paul Campbell, these guys have done a wonderful job keeping this ministry going. So. Yeah, I can't wait till we yeah. get back together again. But it's good to see that we still can, uh, you know, enjoy our service on uh, Sunday at eleven o'clock. Then uh, we have our eleven o'clock service, and it'll be on uh, yep, online yep. as well, live streaming. Yeah, no, I, I, I watch it every Sunday. I've been watching it for a while. All right. Well, God bless you. Well, God bless right. you too. And listen, th- <laughs> thanks for calling and call anytime. All right. That. No- uh huh. And number to call is air code 866-423-9578. Uh, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, I've got to check with the studio text. Luke, is it time for a break? Dan, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. 
We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth, and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book and a no-obligation call with an income specialist. 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. I can't say nothing, nothing. Shut up, shut up. Don't want to open my mouth. Has humor and freedom of speech been smothered to the point of no return? From the creators of No Safe Spaces comes the Facebook Live event, Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy, hosted by Eric Metaxas, with the stars of No Safe Spaces, Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, with special guests, comedian Kareth Foster, Wednesday, May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, a lively hour-long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today, and the challenges of making the movie No Safe Spaces. To be a part of this event, please follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Questions for Eric, Dennis, and Adam can be asked on Facebook using hashtag No Safe Spaces. Don't miss Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy. May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the No Safe Spaces Facebook page. A safe space for laughter and free speech. Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to never lose your money again due to market risk? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show. Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500, Faith Talk Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, and so good to be with all of you as you tune into this program Monday through Friday. That's right, because we deal with the Word of God, we deal with the Bible, as they used to say at uh, Bible College, uh, William Tyndale, uh, back, back in the day. The Word of God, nothing else, nothing less. That's right. So God bless you. Good to be here with you as we continue to look at uh, the Bible, systematic theology, and your questions on the Bible Talk program. Give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk to Pastor Emily Moss. All right, we're talking about the subject of hell. And of course... Any other subject that you want to talk about is welcome on this program. Uh, I want to let you know 
it de- definitely the, the very first caller, you know, kind of knocked it out the ballpark because that one answer that was given, and also uh, Ronnie's uh, comments were very interesting. Hers were in another area, so she took us into prophecy. But in terms of it, there's four things uh, that we know uh, not to be true about Satan. Okay, that's why you need to stay away from books. If you have it, it's an old book, but some of you read it and got excited about it. Gary K. Baxter's book, Divine Revelation of Hell. The Divine Revelation of Hell. Yeah, I have the book. I read it just to find out how wrong it is. And there actually were some Christians believing it. And the book is not backed up by the Bible. Um, Where, uh, like the question I asked, Satan is a deceiver on the earth and the tormentor of souls in hell. It's probably true. He is a deceiver of those on the earth, but the devil torments no one in hell. The only place where the where the devil is seen seen tormenting anybody is in Bugs Bunny cartoons and other cartoonish things you see on television. But Satan does not control hell. He does not punish anybody in hell. Right. In other words, it's pretty plain, uh, plain and simple. God is the one who created heaven and hell. Okay. Heaven is God's place, and hell is God's place as well. He made it. It's his prison. Uh, also, another statement that's false, which is people in hell are brought before Satan to be tormented for his presence. Uh, Satan is not going to be sitting on any kind of throne in hell torturing anybody. Anybody who tells you that in the church you're sitting in, get up and run out. They don't know the Bible. They don't even know Sunday school. Sunday school lessons that are taught uh, at the lowest level and unravel that is being absolutely false. It's just not biblical. Right? Then Mary Kate uh, Baxter has nerve enough to write in her book, The Divine Revelation of Hell. She writes this, Satan is in hell all the flames, but he's not being burned. If Satan is engulfed in flames, yet he joins in with the demons in laughter. Do you hear that? She has it in her book, The Divine Revelation of Hell, that Satan is in flames, but he's laughing. All right? And the demons are laughing with him. Are you kidding? Are you are you kidding me? That is the most falsest thing. Definitely the caller who called in already blew it away. Revelation 20 and 10. He's going to be tormented when he gets to hell. Not laughing. Now, now what I want you to see, here is the problem that I have. Okay? We don't all have to agree on the same thing on every passage of Scripture. There's some things that may be difficult to understand. But this one isn't, friends. It isn't. Satan is not going to be on fire and still smile. Uh, hell is his place of torment. Okay? Then, finally here, uh, Satan has subjects in hell uh, and says that his kingdom covers all the earth and the world. Listen to this. Satan has subjects in hell. What this postulates is that Satan will be ruling in hell over others that are his captives there. Please understand, Satan... Uh, is going to be in hell as punishment, okay? Matthew chapter 20, uh, 25 makes it clear, hell was created for the devil and his angels, okay? Demons, they're going to be in torment there, okay? They won't be bossing people around, okay? They won't be uh, 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 laughing in the fire. All of that stuff is absolutely false. And anybody who teaches something like that, and I'm going to be as nice as I can be to you, uh, Goodness, they're not even fit to teach a Sunday school lesson. That's far-fetched. Because all you've got to do is go to the Bible and see that that kind of stuff is absolutely uh, false. And never say that hell 
is uh, the devil's place. It's not. It belongs to God. God is the one who created everything, heaven and hell. And it says in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 46, makes it real clear, and where it says, uh, this is in Matthew 25 and 46, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Right? That's what it's all about. Okay? And these shall go away uh, into everlasting punishment, uh, but the righteous into life eternal. So in other words, what we've got to realize is that uh, uh, hell is a, is a place that God created, and he created it for a reason, right? says in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, Then shall he, this is Jesus speaking, Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, you want, you want to be on the right hand, not the left hand. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. The torment of hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell was created for the angelic, the fallen angels who became demons along with Satan. Not for man. But unfortunately, if men want to go there, they can't. All right. So that is the stuff about hell that's as wrong as it can be, but there might be something else that's even worse. Remember to call? Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Mark. As we're looking at the subject today, now let's look at it from another angle, right? Um, let's look at uh, about Jesus' relationship to hell. Yeah, oh yeah, we've got to talk about it because it's, there are things being taught about Jesus uh, uh, and associated with hell that uh, uh, it's not too dirty. In fact, it's not very biblical, all right? Uh, what happens is we have a group, okay? There are Christian teachers, okay? Listen to this way, and then you can respond. There are Christian teachers who have believed and taught that Jesus went to hell or Hades, okay? Based on certain passages of Scripture. Now, not only do they say that, but what they say is this, that Jesus went to hell, and Jesus had to be tortured by Satan and demons to become the first man who was born again. Yes. Who teaches it? Word, faith, movement. Yes. Kenneth Copeland and others. Now, I'm saying this to you, not to slam them as people, okay? I love everybody, okay? But just because I love you doesn't mean I've got to believe what you say if it's biblically wrong. I have no animosity in my heart for them, praise for them. But what they're saying is just not true. There is no place in the Bible where it says that Jesus went into hell and was tortured. You can't find a passage, not one, which says that Jesus was tortured by Satan and demons to become the first man that was born again. In fact, to be honest with you, to say that Jesus was born again is blasphemous. We needed to be born again, not Jesus. And that is what is taught by Kenneth Copeland and others. Okay? Now, listen, I'm not saying this to put them down. Love them. The teaching is bad, all right? And it needs to be corrected, because that is not what the Bible says. Now, however, some want to use the Bible to support that view. All right. So, therefore, when we get into the Bible, that's where the challenge becomes. Remember, you can believe anything you want, as far as I'm concerned. Anything. It's all right. That's up to you. But when you say something that you believe is taught in the Bible, then 
We've got to go through the Bible to substantiate. We must. Because if the Bible doesn't substantiate it, then it cannot be believed. All right? So here is one of the passages, okay? We have more than one, but here's one of them. Oh, and you guys who are listening, you're going to hate me. But remember, you t- you're the one who turned on the Bible talk. So here we go. First Peter 3, 19. First Peter 3, in fact, First Peter chapter 3, verse 18 and 19, right? Here's where we go, okay? So remember, okay, if this twists your mind, okay, you're the one who turned on the program. <laughs> First Peter 3, 18, for Christ also had once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened, that means made alive by the Spirit. All right. Now, here's the next verse. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Okay? Uh-oh. Here we go. What's that talking about? Okay? First Peter 3, 19. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waiting in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, for in two that his eight souls were saved by water. What's that? Okay, notice. Okay, it says, for Christ, verse 18 again, for Christ also once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waiting in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing were in few, that is, eight souls, were saved. What is this talking about? What prison is this, and what kind of preaching did Jesus do? My goodness gracious, does anyone out there listening to this program know the answer to that question? If you do, give us a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. I asked for a caller. It looks like we've got one, one right away. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello. Can, Can you, you hear, hear me? me? Yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? Looks like we've got some testers. Uh, Brian? Yes. How you doing? All right. All right, Brian. Good to have you on the program. Uh, what's on Absolutely. your mind? Do you have an answer for us? Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the perfect <laughs> reason why Jesus uh, told the uh, story about the, uh, the rich man of Lazarus. And uh, it shows perfectly how Jesus could have went to paradise and preached to those across into, um, into uh, temporary hell um, and I believe that's the reason why he told that story, because uh, when he told the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise, we know that he's not going to lie. So we know that he took him to paradise, and we know that Lazarus uh, was, uh, or I should say, um, God was asked to send Lazarus, they might dip his finger and cool my tongue. And he said, those that are over there can't come over here, and those other here can't come over there but they could correspond so it's very uh for that very reason jesus could have went 
to preach those in prison from paradise. And paradise is transformed uh, after, uh, after Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And you know he took paradise with him, and he took the saints with him because the Apostle Paul speaks of going to the third heaven and uh, talking about things that uh, were uh, not lawful for him to, to, uh, to tell. So I think for that uh-huh. specific reason that he gave uh, that, that glimpse into what transpired during that time when he said, I want to preach to those in prison. Okay, so you say prison, that... you're saying that prison was a part of uh, paradise. No, no, it was separated uh, in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the earth uh, where you have uh, those that are being tormented, and then those which are comforted in Abraham's bosom. Abraham's bosom is paradise, which uh, I believe got destroyed when... Um, when uh, after the flood and, and after um, uh, Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden, I believe it, it uh, went into the belly of the earth, and I, I believe that uh, that's where you see how King Saul um, uh, resurrected uh, Samuel. I believe he came from that, and um, uh, I believe that's a true story. So in order to believe that, you have to understand where he came from, uh, and he asked, why, was he to- why do you torment me? Why do you bother me? So you have all these stories that uh, put the picture of what uh, the grave was in the Old Testament to what happened to it in the New Testament and where paradise was. What was this preaching that uh, uh, Jesus was doing that we looked at well, in uh, he was, he was actually He was actually... I believe he was telling them that their uh, that their judgment and and that he had finished the work of salvation and that their their judgment sealed no longer is Satan uh, uh, in a, a position of thinking he won when he bruised the head of Christ. So uh, I'll tell you what. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, I agree with, uh, with uh, a lot of what you're saying. In other words, I believe that a proclamation was made here, okay? And that's what it was. When it says preaching, it's very interesting. Uh, the Greek word is caruso, which means to proclaim. It, uh, it, evangelon is the word for gospel. He doesn't preach the gospel here, but he preaches unto them. No doubt, you know, Jesus, when he died uh, and rose from the dead, he proclaimed in heaven and earth and everywhere all the things that, uh, uh, that he had accomplished, he had fulfilled. Because, in fact, yes. it tells us, and, and uh, it tells us in verse 20, uh, who the audience is, right? It says, by which also yes. he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes yes. were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, uh, the ark was preparing, where his few, that is, eight souls, were saved by fire. So these guys, uh, you know, they didn't accept, uh, uh, they were sinners. Okay? They did not uh, make it on the ark. They sinned. And so it's not like they're going to be delivered. Since they rejected God, but Jesus made a proclamation uh, that He had done and fulfilled all that God said He would do. On that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got one more question. Right. If, if, sure. Okay. Um, so, if you want to finish saying that, but I, I, I didn't want to stop you because um, it's so important for people to understand that that 
um, as you see the flow from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it took me years to put that together um, is, is to figure out what all that meant. I mean, <laughs> most of my life has taken me that, to figure out exactly how that all fits together. A lot of times you read a scripture, you don't understand it, but you believe it. So uh, it took me years to be able to put all these pictures and, and, and uh, scenarios together to understand exactly you know, what happened then. But I have another troubling question. Uh, and this is something that uh, uh, most recently I've, I've, I've been pondering, and it's uh, about the, uh, the Feast of Trumpets. And uh, what my studies is telling me so far is my own, I should say, and I could be way off, but um, I'm believing Exodus 19 and um, uh, the Feast of Trumpets are correlation with uh, the rapture. And uh, the reason why I say that, Exodus 19. Exodus 19. Uh Okay, Exodus 19 is where uh, God tells uh, Moses to bring the people around the the base of the mountain, not to touch it, not to come up, but that they would meet God. And God would come down in a cloud and he would uh, there would be a trumpet sound, and it would rattle the earth, that everyone would know that God's presence is there. And he would speak to Moses, and he would hear God speak to him. And uh, he tells them to watch the clothes before they come. And I believe that all these little signs are just signs of what's going to happen when we get raptured. I think it's a forecast of us, us getting a new body, and I believe that when when in uh, Thessalonians um, uh, four sixteen through eighteen, when he talks about the uh-huh. that the Lord shall descend with the the voice of the archangel and and the trump of God and the, the dead in Christ shall rise first and then which will and remain will caught up together in the air. <clears throat> I believe that's uh, typical of what happened in the Old Testament. Now I don't well, know. Let this though. You're going, uh, but let, let me let me uh, stop though. Uh, I heard what you said, uh, but I don't see necessarily a correlation between what is what happened in Exodus and the rapture. Uh, the rapture, in fact, is, uh, in fact, after having read the Bible, uh, I don't see a comparison uh, to that. A comparison it could be uh, is to uh, well, I tell you this. It could be rapture, but it also could be just, you could talk about the return of Christ, right? Because well, just see, as this, when Moses, this went, what, when Moses, this when what Moses I don't understand went, is, uh, what, what I don't understand is that uh, the old, the, 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 uh, the feasts uh, are all in order, and they've been executed with Christ all in order. You had Passover, where, uh, you know, they put blood on the doorposts. And we had uh, Jesus Christ sacrifice for our sin. Then uh, you have uh-huh. uh, then you have unleavened bread. Then you have uh, mm-hmm. the first fruits of the dead, which Christ fulfilled. And uh, then you have Pentecost. But after right. that, I don't know what trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles exemplify, other than the fact that we know we meet God. We know that we meet. Uh, that we get a new body, 
at that time. And these are these are things that seem very much like a scenario of where the Trump sounds and it, it, it says God comes down in the clouds and we come up and meet God. And uh, it's like I said, this is taking me years to understand. Well, and I, I didn't well, I really hear you. So I much. hear you. I, I hear you. What I'm saying is I agree with you on this. There are types of everything. Uh, the Old Testament, right. in fact, is full of typology. Uh, Moses, in a sense, a type of Christ. Joseph, in a sense, a type of Christ. Sure. And all of the feast days that you described definitely talk about the coming of the Lord. But, uh, but I would say that it's more akin to the, uh, the fact that Jesus is just going to come, come back again. I've never seen too much that helps with an understanding of the, uh, the, the, the rapture and the passages that you used. The only thing I see that really point to the rapture in the Old Testament is the fact that uh, the, we see a number of times in places in the Bible where the righteous are delivered before the destruction comes, right? We see that in Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, where yeah. uh, we see Abraham and, uh, and, 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 and Lops and his sons coming out before the destruction. We see it before that with the flood. Before the flood came, uh, God goes to Noah and uh, tells them it's not until they're on the ark until the destruction comes. So those references to me are more clear on rapture well, I, uh, than the passages okay, that you use. That, definitely but, the, passages, the passages that you use do uh, tell us something about the return of Christ. Okay, right, well, well, I, I understand thank that. You. Uh, and I, th- I, I thank you for that. the discussion. Yeah, what, what, what one, one more piece mind? there. One, one more piece is that uh, I, what I don't understand about that is, is that they came in order, just as uh, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and uh, Pentecost. All those came in exact order in the Old Testament as well as they do in the New Testament. That's why I'm saying that after a particular time, that uh, those must also come in order also in, in uh, respective order as well. That's why I'm. That's well, why. Well, I'm looking at event. I, I, I understand that the order of it, but what I'm saying is, I don't see the actual feast and all that you're describing uh, being uh, uh, something that could tell us a lot about the rapture. No, I'm, I'm not saying a lot. But there, there, it's just like it's just like the story uh, that I'm saying about uh, Lazarus and the rich man. This story doesn't come to life until you understand one thing. When Jesus said, I, I, he says, I want to preach those in prison. Then it comes, then uh-huh. it comes, boom. Then it, then it goes, boom. Wow. I would have never known that had, had he not said that, because I couldn't be able to put it together, how he could preach to those in prison, but yet be in paradise at the same time. So if it wasn't for that little but, nugget, well, well, that doesn't bother me because of the fact that, you know, God, Jesus Christ is God. And he's omnipresent. But listen, yeah. thank you very much for the discussion. I appreciate it. We I no doubt have some other callers on here. Uh, can, I, can I have one more question? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. one more question. This is real important to me because this is, this is uh, like, uh, I have a lot of trouble putting time together. So, in other words, okay. I don't know exactly what time frame all these things took place in, and which scriptures goes with what. So I'm, I'm trying to find a map that, that, that you would uh, approve of that would chronologically put all the scriptures being fulfilled 
and some sort of order because it's very difficult to put together each. What, what passage do you mean? Well, it's just a time frame of the Old Testament to the New Testament and all these prophets of what era and what time they actually were in. And I know well, there are happy jobs. Well, I'll tell you what you need. I'll tell you what you need. What you need yeah. to study is get yourself a good commentary, a number of them are good, which actually gives you the dates of when all the books were written. We know that we're talking about if we're talking about the Old Testament, Old Testament was written between fifteen hundred to about four twenty five BC. So you need to do some scholarly studies and if all of that's known. All of that is known. Uh, any book on Bible, I would I would recommend actually to you uh, introduction to the Bible by Norm Geisler. That book will help you immensely. It names all the dates, gives you historical background on it. Norm Geisler's Introduction to the Bible. That's what you should study, okay, sir. All right. Thank okay, you for coming. What was that all name right, again? God bless you. Norm Geisler. Norm Joshua? J? Geisler. No, G-E-I-S-L-E-R. Norm, Norman Geisler. Norman Joshua. Yes, Geisler. As in Geisler. As in Geyser? Introduction. Geisler. Norm. Norman Geisler. Geisler. Okay, Norman Geisler. Introduction to the Bible. Yeah, introduction to the Bible. Thanks for calling, sir. I appreciate your call. God bless. All right, God bless you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Time for a break? All right, take a break. We'll be right back. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. Whether we remember our heroes or not tells us much about who we are as a people. On this week 80 years ago, May 10th, 1940, Winston Churchill became Prime Minister of Great Britain. In the midst of the worst crisis in 1,000 years of Western history, he took the seals of office and began staging a masterclass in statesmanship. Churchill took the full force of his enemy, absorbing Hitler's attacks psychically for the British people. The man's greatest hour was the time of England's greatest trial. The weathering of the terrifying aerial blitzkrieg, vicious U-boat hunting in the Atlantic, and much more besides. Winston Churchill was no perfect man, but in the week marking the 80th anniversary of the beginning of his prime ministerial effort to save Britain and Western civilization, we remember him. We speak peace to his ashes and honor to his memory. I'm Owen Strand. Alliance Defending Freedom. Fighting for those whose liberty is being violated. Start at townhallreview.com. I can't say nothing, nothing. Shut up, shut up. Don't want to open my mouth. Has humor and freedom of speech been smothered to the point of no return? From the creators of No Safe Spaces comes the Facebook Live event, Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy, hosted by Eric Metaxas, with the stars of No Safe Spaces, Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, with special guests, comedian Carol. Foster, Wednesday, May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. A lively hour-long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today and the challenges of making the movie No Safe Spaces. To be a part of this event, please follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Questions for Eric, Dennis, and Adam can be asked on Facebook using hashtag No Safe Spaces. Don't miss Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy. May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the No Safe Spaces Facebook page. A safe space for laughter and free speech. 
There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And this is the time when tears come to my eyes. That's right, when the program is about to end, and I've got to see you guys later. Uh, but always remember, this is the place for apologetics, theology, Christian living. The Bible is what we discuss, uh, and dealing with questions that have to deal with the Bible, questions that you want to be able to answer when someone comes to you, and dealing with the scriptures in general. Now, what I'm going to do is leave you all with a homework assignment. I'm not done yet with this whole discussion of hell uh, and Jesus' relationship to it. So here is the scripture I want you to work on until next time we're together. That's from Ephesians chapter 4, all right? Where, in terms of it's uh, going to be talking about Jesus, where in verse 8, let's start at verse 8, where it says, this is Ephesians 4 and 8, Ephesians 4 and 8, wherefore, he says, when he ascends up on high, okay, that's talking about Jesus, okay? wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Okay, boy, here's your homework for next time. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. What does that mean? What is that describing in Ephesians 4 and 8, where it says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men? Then verse 9. Now that he ascended, that's Christ, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? Well, what does that mean? He descended into the lower parts of the earth? What is that describing? Then verse 10, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. My goodness gracious. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 to 10, that is your assignment that will be slapping you in the face the next time we come together, all right? So write that down once again, okay? Do your homework, everybody, because I will, God willing, be back. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 to 10, okay? That is the one I want you to be able to answer. And then I want you to uh, remember something that also is in this particular uh, uh, book or letter, Ephesians written by Paul, 
an admonition he gives us that needs to go to the whole church. Very important. Where he says in Ephesians 4 and 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In verse 14, this is so important that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. We must not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We can't just believe everything that is told us. We can't believe anything unless it agrees with the divine revelation given to us by Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay? To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. Isaiah 8, 19, and 20. Uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is possible for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God and woman may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 2 Timothy 3.16. These verses are very important for us to know. Deception is everywhere. False teaching is everywhere. But if you've got your Bible, you're ready. If you read your Bible, you're ready. Okay? And that's the, the thing, to be able to handle the sword of the Spirit and then do battle and uh, debate with love to bring people to Jesus Christ and to ward off error. All right. Hopefully you do that. Look forward to seeing you next time. And remember... Tuesday, prophecy class is from 11 till 12:30. That's right, an hour and a half. Okay? That uh, will come to you. All you got to do is log on to strictlybiblical.org, and I'll tell you about the prophecy class when it begins. Um, not only will we be teaching through biblical prophecy, but also uh, someone asked about notes. Well, there's a way that we can get notes to you as well. So all you have to do is come and be a part of that class. Uh, we do ask for you to give donations to strictly biblical uh, through the prophecy class. But other than that, there's no tuition you have to pay. Yeah, so make sure you're there. And uh, we're going to have a good time discussing biblical prophecy. So we're looking to you there. Uh, and um, so just remember that. Uh, and I think my time is right now. Luke, is it time for me to go? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.